news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who happens to be my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Doing great. Good. Okay, today we have an awesome guest. Yeah, Reese Ryan, one of my favorites. He's uh, as good as they get. He is well known for being the son of Ruth Ryan. Who it's her birthday, but or her birthday is my birthday. Uh. But uh, but now Nolan Ryan uh, is his father and brother of Reed Ryan, who's been on the podcast yes. as well. Uh, but just great family. Uh, there's nothing that stops those guys. They dream big and they go after it and they take action. They're so fun. Yeah, he's a take action kind of guy. He's also a live life to the fullest type of guy. He is a guy that you and I watch him and his wife, Allison, very closely to figure out how to raise amazing kids because his children are incredible too. His children are incredible and we secretly hope that uh, (laughs) one of his daughters will eventually make it to Nashville so we can see them more often. Yeah. Julia is a great musician, so Uh hopefully we can get her here eventually. That's his younger daughter, but uh, oldest daughter, Caroline, has had Bandy in her top list to come to college, Mm -hmm. but... uh, Looks like Pepperdine or TCU might. I know. I think it got knocked off the yeah, list. Yeah, but we're we're gonna secretly hope that Vanderbilt know, gets back on the list so we I'm can see But I'm gonna blame um, Reese and Allison because they never took that trip here with her. I don't think. Did I don't they? think they did. Or maybe they, they didn't. Didn't tell us, and then that knocks them off our list, anyways. You know, we had a bet to a TCU and Oklahoma bet for a steak dinner, and Oklahoma yeah. won. So. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to get a steak dinner if they came. Babe, that so. was like two years ago, and we're so hungry. And we are hungry. <laughs> they owe us a steak dinner, and we're starving. <laughs> That's so fun. Well, um, he talks on the show about so many things. When I was telling him, I said, okay, so you're in the coffee business, the chicken business, the you're a hunter, surfer, banker, baseball, traveler, family man, and an alligator hunter. Remember that story? He, like, laughed not really remembering it. But do you remember that story? Oh, he's full of great stories. And, <laughs> and one of my favorite stories that you talk about hunting, I, re- I remember early on uh, when I was uh, just a young buck, I was uh, fresh on with the Corpus Christi hooks, and he invited me to go on a hunting trip with him. And he was out Uh-oh, to his ranch. <laughs> and, uh, and I can remember being a little intimidated. I uh, didn't say a whole lot because I wasn't sure uh, what that environment was. But uh, he was great and took me up into one of the blinds and, and we were waiting for a, a nice buck to come through and he's going to help me. Haven't shot one yet. So, uh, so I was watching and, and sure enough, one comes through and he says, Oh my gosh, that's the ugliest deer I have ever seen. He's like, take him out. And I was like, well, I can't have my first deer that I ever shoot be the ugliest deer you've ever seen. And, and, uh, he's like a kid that lived on ranches and they have multiple ranches, but, right. um, so he took it for me and, and, uh, but I didn't get to shoot the ugliest deer he's ever seen. Man, okay, have you ever shot a deer? I have not. I've been close, but I haven't pulled the trigger, I think. You're just not a hunter. I'm not a very good hunter. Yeah. I enjoy the experience. I enjoy no, you going don't. out. Lie. You're lying. 
I enjoy uh, the fire afterwards and sitting around telling stories. And I was going to say, you don't like to hunt. But that's okay. And you know what? I love that because you have a really big heart for the deer. So that's good. And the birds and the spiders. And the birds. And the yeah. At our house... Now we're totally getting off track. But if there's a spider, like I step on it, Adam gets a paper plate and a cup and covers it and goes and like give like builds it at home. So that's that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're totally. But I do off enjoy track. hunting. I enjoy the process of hunting. Okay, Maybe. I'm no, no, not true. Okay, so back to the alligator hunting, which he didn't talk about. I brought it up, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna have to have you back because I remember my side hurting, listening to this story about him, like on a canoe, finding an alligator in the swamp, jumping on it. It wasn't the swamp; it was the Amazon <laughs> River, and there was piranhas okay. all over the place. Did, but didn't he jump in the swamp or something? I think he fell in the. The river, Amazon River, where there were piranhas Mm-mm. and alligators, and he fell in. Okay, we're going to have to have him back on, because that's actually way more interesting than any podcast I've ever done. I mean, have you ever wrestled an alligator? I have not. Okay. But if I keep hanging out with Reese, maybe I'll get yeah. to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so back to like actually why people are listening is because he is an amazing um, businessman. He is a take action type of guy. Just recently um, uh, put a hotel deal together, um, has a beef company, a chicken fast food company. He's advised you in so many moves that you've made. Um, I remember early on with Tippy Toes when we wanted to make it a television show, um, and I don't know if you remember the story. Reese and Reed invited us to um, their ranch to pitch our idea to them to see if they wanted to help us. Do you remember that process? I do remember that. And I remember uh, Nolan was going to be there. And uh-huh. Nolan was there. Yeah. But I don't think Nolan was as interested <laughs> in what really. we had going on. I think Reese and Reed are just really nice to us because I remember not having a clue. I've never presented anything to anybody. And Megan and you and I were there. And we had a binder. I think it was like 3,000 pages of everything we could find on the internet about anything that had to do with dance or business or entrepreneurship and they were so nice and we thumbed through that thing like the whole night at their ranch and they never said anything like you guys are idiots but we learned that night that that wasn't the way you make a presentation but it was all about the relationship and that's what they they're so good at they're so good about that just building that time to to hang out and it, it wasn't about the presentation it was about Getting to hang out and build the friendship, and and that's what we did. And that's what they're about. And I would say that if you've said it once, you've said it a hundred times, that Reese is that guy that will just call you just to say, hey, not have an agenda or anything. He just cares about you as a person and as a friend. Yeah, he did it today on his (laughs) drive down to Corpus Christi. And and every time I keep thinking, oh, man, is is something really cool is going to be offered to me or be – an opportunity to invest in something I didn't know what it was but usually it is just to catch up and Mm -hmm. and see how things are going so cool well he is so cool and we will have him back for the alligator show maybe we should just have an alligator show but let's hop over and listen to Reese Ryan super excited to have my friend Reese Ryan on the phone how are you Reese 
I'm doing great, Sarah. How are you? Man, I'm so excited. I love your family so much. And luckily and thankfully, we've gotten to know you guys for a long time since Adam's been working in baseball with you. But you have many hats that you wear. So here are some that I've written down, which you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, because the last one kind of makes me laugh. But okay, you own coffee businesses. You're a hunter, surfer, banker, baseball executive, traveler, family man. And am I right? Have you wrestled an alligator? Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) You must have been talking to my brother. I don't know if wrestling is the correct <laughs> word, but I did catch one. Catch an alligator. I remember one time you and I were hanging out. I think it was a long time ago. And I was like, you were telling this story and I cannot even remember it at all. But all I remember walking away is thinking, I can't believe he wrestled an alligator. Like it was the most wild story. But that's one of my favorite things about you is your storytelling. <laughs> so tell us a little bit if you can open up and tell us who you are and kind of what your titles are. Well, I, I don't know about my titles, but, uh, you know, I, I've been really fortunate uh, growing up in the baseball business, which is something that uh, I'm passionate about. Of course, my dad uh, was a baseball player. My brother um, is involved with the Houston Astros and uh, been fortunate to make a living working in sports. And uh, that's opened a lot of doors for me to pursue other, uh, you know, opportunities and other things. And and so uh, from that background in baseball, we've gotten into banking and um, we're just launching a hotel project here in Round Rock and uh, a beef company. And, and like you said, some uh, chicken and uh, fast food restaurants. So we, we've been fortunate. It uh, doesn't get boring around here <laughs> and uh, allows me to work with a lot of really uh, neat and exciting uh, folks. So it's uh It's a lot of fun. That is so cool. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about, okay, when you were in college, what was your goal? What what did you get your degree in and what was your ambition graduating college? What did you want to do? Well, you know, even probably before that, Sarah, I've always been an entrepreneur. I think I was was born that way. And, And so when I went to college, at that point, I really was focused on playing baseball. But even as a child growing up, uh, I was always a business person. I, one of my first businesses was I used to uh, run around the clubhouse at the Astrodome and um, and ask the players for worn-out gloves, worn-out shoes, uh, broken bats, and I would collect all that stuff, and I would go sell it at these uh, baseball card shows. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Yeah, that started about eight or nine years old, and, and uh, that really, <laughs> I think, was a little bit of a, a window into – uh, what the rest of my life was going to look yeah. like. Yeah. So, um, you know, that business has always been my passion. Mm-hmm. And so when I was uh, playing baseball at TCU, I always had side businesses. And uh, I was dating my wife at the time, and she thought I was absolutely crazy. <laughs> I used to sell firewood out of my garage, and, uh, <laughs> sell t shirts to the fraternities, and, um, you know, anything I could do uh, to uh, make some money and, and uh, solve some problems. So, wow. It's, uh, so it's been in your blood, you know? For, it, it has. Wow. It, it, it was something I, uh, I I think I was born with. Yeah, that's so cool. I love how God does that. He wires us a specific way. And like, you know, probably at the time, because um, I started teaching dance when I was 12, I didn't realize at the time I was going to 
do what I do now. But, you know, even for you, it's like, hey, I want to just keep going, keep running and figuring out what the next thing is. Well, you've definitely done some pretty amazing things. I know you've been such a mentor for Adam and I in the real estate market. Um, you, that was a big college thing for you, correct? Is that when you started? It, it real definitely estate? was. Um, so when I finished playing baseball at TCU, uh, I was uh, it was a summer between ending my undergrad and going to grad school. And uh, I've, like I said, I've always been into business and I'd read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of changed my life. And my next door neighbor was a 30 year old ex TCU baseball player. And we used to sit on the porch. He was in the snow ski business. And so he was really busy in the winter and had a lot of free time in the summer. And we were talking one day and there was a house on our street that was dilapidated. I said, man, why don't we buy that? We'll fix it up and we'll rent it out to some baseball players. We know all the baseball players are always looking for a place to live close to campus. So we did that. We didn't know anything about construction. Wow. We uh, went and got a loan from a bank. Um, We bought this house and then we started uh, remodeling it. When we got into it, it was uh, it was two bedrooms, one bath, but it had a big like addition or like Mm -hmm. game room on the back of the house. And we said, wow, let's uh, let's go ahead and, and, and turn this into another bedroom. We can put another two two baseball players in here. Well, they're going to need a bathroom. So we knew nothing about plumbing. <laughs> we ended up building a bathroom, and we didn't want to cut into the slab, so we built a false floor. So uh-uh. we go to the bathroom. You guys are doing the like work? 12 inches. Oh, no. <laughs> because we had to run the plumbing across the, the concrete before we could get it outside and drop it into the, oh. into the uh, <laughs> below the uh, slab. So... Uh, we, we realized quickly that real estate might be our strength, but construction is not. <laughs> that is so funny. So you guys are doing the construction your first year. That's so Physically funny. doing the construction, <laughs> yes. We, we, and we didn't know anything about it, but it was a great learning experience. Uh, my, my partner had worked a little uh, construction. Really, I, I don't even know if you could call it working construction. I think he was the manual labor, carrying like shingles up on the roof and whatnot. Um, hey, in college, we, though, that passes. Like, you know, I think when we're like, you know, amateurs and stuff, it's like, surely we can do it. Surely it can't be that hard until you get into it and realize like, oh, exactly. <laughs> that exactly. is so funny. So then that um, dominoed into several um, real estate adventures for you, correct? You know, it, that's correct. And real estate something uh, that I'm, I'm passionate about. And, you know, my background in real estate helped when we started building these baseball stadiums and developing the land around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we do we do things all over the state, um, really kind of all over the country, some as a uh, LP investor, but some as, uh, you know, the GP and developer. And, yeah. and it's something I still like. I think it's an investment class that's, that's uh, attractive and kind of meets our needs. And uh, it's something that we've kind of turned in from one rent house into a lot of projects uh, kind of sprinkled around the, the state. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so a lot of our listeners are listening to people that have these dreams and then they have done so many great things with it. Now for you, you have so many things going on. Have you had fear going forward or are you kind of the type of guy that's like, Hey, let's just try it. If it works great. If not, like, what would you tell somebody who's standing in? Like, I want to do something, but taking that first step is really hard. Um, well, th- that's exactly right, Sarah. And I think the biggest, you know, the, the best piece of advice I can give is, is act. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you have a dream, uh, pursue it and act. And I'm, I'm sure your story with tippy toes is very similar. You know, at some point, uh, you got, you have to, you know, hold your breath and jump in the water. Right. Um, but uh, fear is a very uh, natural thing, and it's a healthy thing. And I think that uh, 
you can utilize fear to uh, your advantage and just say, all right, you know, this, my gut is telling me this, let me double check, make sure I've, you know, uh, I've looked at this the right direction. I'm not blinded because of some bias I may have or, or some experience I may have. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think the the hardest thing is uh, is is taking that first step. And I sometimes I call it analysis uh, analysis paralysis, right. where people analyze and analyze and al- analyze, but they don't act. Yes. And, and and once you act, once you get into the arena, once you take that step, uh, you know, then the the game is on, mm. and you have to continue to adjust uh, from there. But it's 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 scary, and that's a that's a very uh, I think the Lord gives you fear for a reason. Yeah. I think it's healthy. It's it's, but I think you also have to be able to control it and and overcome it. Right. I love that because I do think a lot of people that I talk to they get stuck. Like they have an idea, they have a plan, but it's that step forward that like, okay, there's one day you just have to go. You just have to do it, and you've done that in so many areas. Um, with most entrepreneurs, there are some detours and failures that they've come up against, frustrations. Do you have any specific stories that you're like, man, I thought it was going to go this way and it totally went the wrong way and it totally blew up in my face? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I think you got to witness one of them firsthand. Uh, but I had this vision um, in about 2006 of kind of revitalizing downtown Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. Corpus is a a city in the on the coast of Texas where you and I both spent a lot of time and mm-hmm. and it's a city that I I'm, I I love and am passionate about and and I had this vision for helping revitalize downtown and buying a dilapidated building and turning it into luxury uh, condominiums uh, which we did mm-hmm. but unfortunately we hit the market in 2008 and the national economy as well as the economy in the state of Texas was in a tailspin. Uh, people were unable to get uh, uh, permanent financing at that time, and yeah. it, it just really ended up being a uh, a, a, a very very trying experience. Yeah. But as I look back after surviving it and looking back, uh, you know, I learned some great life lessons, right. and and it's made me a better entrepreneur today. That's um, so good. That's so good. I think that's so important when we do have a dream that we're going to and then something happens like, you know, the real estate for you in this one particular project, but to not take anything away from it is the worst thing you can do. So learning through the experience like, okay, this didn't work, but this is what I learned from it and now I'm going to use it going forward, which I think is super awesome. So, okay, one of my favorite things about you and Allie is the way that you love your family and your girls. I remember at a young age when Adam was working at the hooks and you came down there on a business trip and, you know, for Adam early on when Reese would come in town, you know, it was, it's a big, it's always a big deal. Actually, Reese, I should say that, but early on, (laughs) you know, there was like, okay, my bosses are coming in town, but what eased his mind is when you brought your four-year-old daughter with you, like, Hey, this is a business trip. And he said she was sitting in meetings and hanging out and you were just taking her like, Hey, she's just here learning. And then I got to take her for a day to tippy toes and she was my little (laughs) helper. And I remember thinking, I want to be that kind of parent that just involves my kids and exposes them. And we have seen you and Allison do that for so long. So tell me a little bit about like your mindset with that and your girls. Well, you're very sweet. You know, um, two things. One, that was kind of the way that my brother and sister and I grew up. So, you know, my dad was a professional baseball player. 
and had was very fortunate to have a long career. And and so he wanted to be an active parent and he wanted to be a great parent. And that was uh, kind of the hand he was dealt as well. So, you know, we would we would travel with him uh, wherever he would go. So mm. if the team was going to San Diego. Uh, my mom would load the family up and we'd meet the team in San Diego. So and, cool. you know, he would he would take me to the ballpark and I'd sit in his locker. And when I got old enough, I'd bat boy. Um, and I grew up going to work, uh, you know, with my dad. Mm. And so as a parent, that was something uh, that that I wanted to do and in, in a culture I wanted to create in our organizations. And, you know, I, my brother uh, was also a driving force uh, mm-hmm. because my brother was the founder of Ryan Sanders Baseball. He was the one with the vision. Um, and and he had a son or has a son that's a year older than my oldest daughter. And so it was something we did together. You yeah. know, Reed really, it was something he was passionate about. It was something I was passionate about. And so we would bring the kids uh, when we would, you know, we live in Austin, mm-hmm. but uh, we had a, a baseball team in Corpus. So when we'd go to Corpus, we'd take the girls with us or he'd take his son. And when I would have long days at the ballpark in Round Rock, uh, my, my kiddos would come, Allison would bring the girls up as soon as they got done with whatever their activity was for the day. And we'd have family dinner, um, at the ballpark. I love and that. so it was, it was something that we, we still do this day. You know, mm-hmm. we still, uh, we still schedule family dinner and we have a little family group text and I'll get a text from the girls. Dad, are we having family dinner tonight? Oh. And that may be me cooking at home in the off season, <laughs> or it may be, you know, us eating at the Dell diamond. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that <laughs> is so cool. <laughs> you know what I think so cool about that is, um, it then allowed us as, you know, Adam being an employee is that's what we did. So we, you know, with Adam working the baseball games, it was like, we would bring dinner up to the hooks. And now that Adam's working with the sounds, like we still do that. And we hope that it's something that other families, you know, it's something that we've seen other families do. So you guys definitely, you know, were um, guiding that for all of us and, you know, baseball season can be hard. And so we're apart a lot, but you guys saying, Hey, the doors open, it made it feel so much more special and so much more like a family. Well, well, baseball season is hard and it's a long year and, and it warms my heart to, to get on Instagram and see you guys at the ballpark with your kiddos now <laughs> and, and all your employees, uh, yeah. kiddos at the ballpark. And it's, you know, uh, we're fortunate to get to work in the industries we do. And, uh, the fact that you can bring your family uh, to your place of business is, is, uh, is really a blessing. Cause yeah. I mean, we worked on a, you know, manufacturing floor, it'd be much more difficult oh, to bring yeah. the kids. Yeah, I love it. Now, what do you feel like your girls have gained? I mean, because not only have you taken them to work, which I think is cool, but I remember in Corpus, days that you weren't at the stadium, you guys, I mean, they were four and they were out surfing. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. And they're hunters. And I mean, they really follow the same footsteps as you. Is that just so they're just with you all the time? Well, you know, I, I think it was something that uh, something I was passionate about, of course, being outdoors. But it was I think it was something we could do as a family. And it's mm-hmm. something we still do as a uh, as a family today. You know, so, yeah. um, you know, we're taking the girls on a on a family uh, surf trip uh, on their spring break this year. And, you know, but it can be anything. It doesn't have to be going somewhere exotic. You know, right. it, our goal and even, you know, the. Uh, Right now, we'll go on family hikes or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We were always in search of something we could all do as a family um, and be outside because that, that was kind of um, things we were passionate about. Yeah. But, you know, 
with my girls and it's it's funny my oldest daughter is a, a senior in high school and she just finished her final college application mm. last night and we're you know i'm reading these these uh, i'm reading all these um uh oh uh you know questions she's having to fill out right. these applications and it's it's interesting sarah as you look back the things that had uh major impacts on your children mm-hmm. that uh some may have been intentional by you and some you may have had no idea yeah and that's what i'm finding out you know as she's answering these questions on her college application is like oh wow i remember that and had no idea that it would have that kind of impact wow. on wow that's awesome. That's amazing. And you know what I think, though? You're present. Like, as busy as you are, as you listed, you know, hotel, beef company, um, you know, fast food restaurant, you have every reason to say, hey, I'm too busy. But you have chosen to put God first in family. And and the other thing I remember, gosh, Adam and I have taken so much away from you guys. But one of the big things is you said, instead of gifts, we want to give our family experiences that just experience time together or like you said like hiking or whatever just that time together is something that is so valuable that pours into your kids which too knowing your girls they're amazing girls that are going to change this world in such a positive way so you guys are doing a fantastic job I love that well Um, thank you go ahead go ahead well okay my next question is so you have several businesses, all sorts of success. What keeps you going? What keeps you driving to the next thing, the next deal, the next thing, instead of saying, you know what, I've done a really great job. I'm done. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, I think it's different phases of life. And, and I look back and I, I, I think about that a lot because a couple of years ago, um, I, I took a job, uh, a volunteer position helping uh, this private school where my girls go uh, to, to high school and helping them with their baseball program. And I just felt like, man, this school has blessed my girls. And, you know, I'm not I'm not an academic. I can't go substitute. And I'm not the per- parent you want going on the field trip. But I do know something about baseball. So I, I agreed to coach uh, this baseball team for two years and, and took the job as the program director and head coach of this high school. And, you know, I, I spent two years focused on that. And what I realized is I like building things and I like solving problems. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like, man, I can help build this organization. Um, I can help solve these problems that the school's having. And and after I kind of got it, you know, where we wanted, uh, then I went on to the next thing. And I, I've, I've learned that about myself is that I get the most fulfillment. I feel the most productive building something, um, solving a problem, and then surrounding myself and, and handing off to people. Uh, that are better at operating it than, yeah. than I am. Yeah. And so I think that's what I've done with a, a lot of uh, our businesses. And it's something I continue to do. And I, I think it's something I'll do my entire life. Now, mm-hmm. it may not always be in the for-profit arena. I, I just took a position as the uh, chairman of a charity we're really passionate about called Heart Gift here in Austin, uh-huh. where uh, we bring these kids in from third world countries and and uh, and perform these life-saving uh surgeries on them. And I just felt like, wow, you know, the Lord's calling me here because I have the ability to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I can have a positive impact and, and I can make, uh, hopefully a difference in these children's lives. Yeah. And, and so I don't know if it's always going to be in the, uh, business realm. Business is something I'm passionate about and something I love, yeah. but I'm also trying to utilize the, the gifts the Lord's given me, uh, in other areas too, um, that aren't necessarily, uh, for financial gain or financial success. 
Uh, wow. That's so cool. That is so cool. You know, the heart gift was something that I wanted to touch on because I don't know a ton about it, but I've seen you, you know, in hospitals with some of these kids. Can you explain what the heart gift is to our listeners? Yeah, so it's, 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 a, it's an organization that was founded by two friends of mine, uh, Ray Wilkerson and Dr. Chip Oswald. Uh, both these guys, they started the organization probably 20 years ago, had had a lot of success in their professional lives, and they were actually on a fishing trip in South America and they were in a, uh, spending some time together, and they said, man, you know, we've been very blessed. Uh, you know, we need to do something to kind of make the world a better place. And there was these kids that were uh, dying of these heart uh, disease or heart ailments. Uh, that If these children had been born in the United States, they would have this heart surgery before they were six weeks old. Mm. But unfortunately, these kids were born in South America, and they would die at 10, 12, 14 years of age. Wow. Um, and they said, man, we just we have to do something about this. And so there's there's thousands of kids that die every year worldwide from uh, a heart um, a heart ailment that if they were born in this country would be uh, fixed uh, free of charge before they're six weeks old. So wow. we wow. figured out uh, these guys came up with this vision, and uh, we've we've treated our 400th child, saved wow. our 400th child, oh, um, just just recently, and it's it's something that that we're passionate about. So we bring these kids in, uh, we pair them up with a host family. They live with a family. We have these wonderful surgeons that, and nurses that perform this surgery free of charge to the uh, mm-hmm. children. Um, they're in country with us, uh, for four to six weeks. And then we send them home and, and they live a happy, healthy life where they had wow. before. So, uh, we're, we're very fortunate. We have, uh, we're in New Orleans, we're in, uh, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, uh, Dallas, uh, and we're in the process of expanding um, to other cities around the country. So it's wow. uh, something we're p- passionate about. It's really something that uh, you can you can uh, lay your head on the pillow at night mm-hmm. and, and feel good about. So it's it's uh, we're very blessed to get to work with these guys and to be a part of this. Golly, that's incredible! I mean, what a gift. Talking about you know taking action. And then giving back. I think that's the key to life. You know that we all have these dreams and goals, but if they're our own, sometimes they only go so far. But it's really what you're doing with the heart gift to give back to others and see, hey, I can give this great life to other people. And again, showing your kids, this is how life happens. You know, um, Reed and I talked about to whom much has been given, much is, you know, um, what, what, what is it? It's, it's a Bible verse and I'm totally getting it wrong, but to much who's been given much is required. And so it's one of those things for you guys that, you know, you've done a lot, you've been very successful in business, but you don't stop there. And I think that's the thing that comes full circle. And what Adam and I are just crazy about the Ryan family for is that full circle piece. We talked to read about Jana's house and you about the heart gift. It's like, it's not just about making money and making the next deal. It's about really coming full circle and impacting the world and God's kingdom in such a beautiful way. I just love that so much. Well, um, lastly, one thing that I want to share with you is Adam, I was, we were talking about you, of course, about, you know, what we wanted to talk about and he's like Sarah he's like 
one of the best guy friends. He's like, you know, he'll call me a couple times and, and early on when you'd call Adam just to talk or say, hey, or check in, he was always like, uh-oh, what's going on? What happened? <laughs> you know? And now he's like, I just really enjoy that he thinks of me to call me to just see how I'm doing. He's like, he's one of those guys that's just a really good friend. And I think that's such a good quality, especially this day and age that gets so lost is that social media, it's so easy to text or just comment on a photo or something, but you have such a gift of relating to people. I mean, you, you and Allison invited us down to your house. Um, I guess it was last year and it was one of those experiences that Adam and I got to get away from, you know, just regular life, got to spend time together, got to spend time with you guys. And that was important to us, but you guys, you know, extended that invitation. And I think just being a really good friend and then mentor and then businessman, it's just been such a gift to be y'all's friend and learning so much from you. Um, and so I just really appreciate that in all the areas that you've helped Adam and I grow as people in marriage and business and all of that stuff. So I think that's pretty incredible. Well, thank you. And, you know, we've been very blessed to have wonderful people in our lives and, and you and Adam, uh, you know, have, have impacted us in, in such a positive way. And, you know, it's, it's funny it, as, as I've gotten older, I, I think about different things and what's really important and, mm-hmm. you know, and relationships and surrounding yourself with folks that bring out the best in you uh, is something that, that I think is, is important and, yeah. and something that, that I really want to do on the second half of my life is to make sure that, that I'm, I'm surrounding myself with folks that bring out the best in me and, and that, uh, you know, that I can help, uh, have success and they can help me. And, yeah. and it, it's really, uh, it, you know, my mom used to say it a lot when I was a kid is, Hey, you know, you are who your friends are, but there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, when, when you, um, when, when you are fortunate enough to, to be associated with folks that, that are, that are, uh, doing great things and, and heart is in the right place. Um, it's, it's funny how that's contagious and mm-hmm. it, it makes you want to, uh, to be a better person and, 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 and do things as well. Yeah. That's so awesome. Okay. So last question I'm going to ask you, and I'm putting you on the spot a little bit for this one. So, um, for our listeners, a lot of our listeners are working towards something, a goal, a business, a dream. Um, how, what's your best advice to bringing your family along and letting it be something that really impacts the next generation? Oh, wow. Well, you know, when it comes to a, a, achieving a dream, I, I think the key is to stick with it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you look at all these people that have, that have changed the world and done amazing things and, and it didn't happen the first first try or it didn't happen overnight right so i think you know being persistent and, and having the grit to, to see it through and, and stay with it is is extremely important and i look at that uh, the, the same way in parenting and, and being a family member is that it's it's not always easy to involve your family right yeah. and it's not always easy to uh you know say yes to something from a family standpoint, because you have to say no to something over here. Right. But that that's always been kind of my um, focus as a parent is, hey, I really I get one shot at this. I get, you know, um, 18 years with these girls under my roof. And I really want to be as impactful and and make sure that that I maximize that time. Because, you know, unfortunately, I've, I've had some some uh, folks, mentors that were very, very successful in business, but they neglected their family 
And then in their second half of life, they, they, they tried to really focus on their family, but that, that, that moment in time was gone. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that, you know, Reed and I have been very intentional about from a work standpoint, as well as creating this culture within our organizations is that, uh, man, let's, let's parent now, let's, let's do what we can to, to have these families at the workplace and, and allow people to be at their son's little league game or their daughter's dance recital uh, while still being productive and still right. accomplishing our goals at, at work. And, yeah. and that's something that we've, uh, we've, we've worked a lot on over the last 20 years. And we're continuing to work towards from setting policies, not only within our family, but also within our organizations mm-hmm. to allow um, everyone in our organization to, uh, to parent and, and do the things that uh, they want to do because we recognize that window is short and that, you know, these people are giving us uh, their professional lives and that we need to make sure there's a good balance uh, and that they don't have to forfeit something at home. God, I love that. I mean, you guys are one in a million. Well, I just really appreciate your time and your wisdom as you're pouring into all these people that I believe are destined for greatness, but you've definitely shown us the way. And so I just thank you so much today for you and all of your stories. And next time I have you on, it's going to be a talk about the alligator wrestling because <laughs> I'm sure everybody's on the edge of their seats. Thanks so Hello. much, Reese. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I really enjoyed the visit and I look forward to seeing you guys soon. All right. See you later. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place. And to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you are destined for greatness.